Hey fellas, you trying to feel fresh, you trying to feel clean, you trying to feel your best out there, I know we all are, and if you want to get taken care of and you want the parts of you that you need taken care of the most taken care of, well then you gotta get Manscaped and you gotta use that promo code DNVR20. You can get that lawnmower 3.0, gonna help you out with trimming up the downstairs, but they've also got shower gel, spritzer, deodorant that I'm pretty sure is scientifically proven to decrease chafing. I know that because I've been putting it to the test in a ridiculously hot Rockies press box over these last couple of days. I'm not sure if that was about the deodorant or the press box, but that is all correct indeed. And remember, you can get all of this stuff too, plus the most comfortable pair of boxers you've ever worn in your life, a really nice travel bag, all this stuff you can get at manscaped.com. And if you do, make sure to use that promo code DNVR20. You'll get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. And go in the air, deep right center go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go out. Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20. You'll get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD-rich, deliciously good, potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is our beat writer, Patrick Lyons. And because it is Wednesday, of course, you know by now that means it is time for the DFA show. So we will be playing some trivia, some hit for the cycle at the end of the show with one of our subscribers. Stick around for that. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. But before we get to all of that, we decided to have a celebration today of something in baseball you won't be seeing. We're we're all very happy. We're going to get baseball this year. We're going to get 60 games. We're going to get a postseason. We're going to crown a champion. We're going to have presumably MVPs and leaders and all the categories, and you're going to be able to place bets on all those things with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. But Patrick, one thing we will not have in this, the year of 2020, is an all-star game, a midsummer classic, an institution of the game of baseball. And so today we're going to talk about, because this is when it should have been, some of our favorite moments from baseball history in the All-Star Game, some of our favorite moments from Rockies history in the All-Star Game. We want you to share yours with us here in the comments section. Hopefully you're already subscribed to our YouTube channel. You've given it a like and you can uh, get along with us here while we're going live. And, uh, you know, if not, always hit us up on on Twitter after the fact with these things. We still want to hear about your favorite memories. But, Patrick, uh, we're going to get into the history of it and all that first. But I I do want to get your personal take on it. Um, Because I know there are some people, I think more modern baseball fans especially, go, I'm not really big into the All-Star game. Especially if maybe you started watching at or around the time that one ended in a tie. Um But I think for those of us that are now we're dating ourselves here for a little bit older, the all-star game holds a special place in our heart. What does it mean to you? 
it's probably the best all-star game and and week of all-star activities i think in all of pro sports it's it's just such a fantastic time to to celebrate the game it's in the middle of the season uh the nfl doesn't have that they have that at the end of the year and they don't even have the guys that are representing the super bowl uh teams so you can cross them off the list you know nhl nba they have some good you know pre all-star game festivities you know of course the dunk contest three point contest contest but in mlb it's got the home run derby and you know to me it was it was always you know viewing that i had to sit down i had to make sure that i was there to watch it celebrate the game you know learn a little bit more when at least when i was younger about players from the other cities because for a time, there wasn't interleague play. Uh, maybe if I'm dating mm-hmm. myself, there wasn't always that interleague play. And also, there wasn't, you know, MLB TV. There wasn't the app. There wasn't the opportunity to watch any game across the entirety of the country. So right. it was cool seeing some of the different guys. We didn't have social media to see, you know, the swagger of, of, of some of the players and uh, and the different gear that they would wear and things of that nature. So it was like that opportunity for everybody to show out in a major way and it's you know for me i was able to go to the the all-star game in 1996 in philadelphia seeing mcguire hit home runs bonds uh guys like brady anderson who just did it because he was naturally gifted no other reason than that uh but it was it was a it was a fantastic time it was a spectacle it was the time in which the game stops and all of that baseball and sporting world because there aren't any of the other three major sports. It's a time where everyone focuses just on that game, and it's it's the best. And, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little sad we're not going to get it this year. I feel bad for Los Angeles. They haven't hosted since 1980, so they're going to have to wait. Uh, I think it's two more years. They're going to host in 2022. Atlanta's going to host in 2021. Philadelphia's going to host in... 2026 because that'll be the 250th anniversary of the United States. So the semi quincentennial. Sure. That's a, think, that's I a think word. that's right. Yeah, that's right. Semi quincentennial. Uh, I didn't know that I had to go back and look at one of my old tweets, but, but in between then between 2003 and 2025, there has been some discussion we know between uh, major league baseball and the Rockies Four of the Rockies and Coors field potentially host again, because we're coming up on 30 years as it was, you know, 1998 that Coors Field was the focus uh, of of the entire baseball world for that one day. Yeah, yeah, I remember that game. You know, I've I've never been to an All Star game in person. It's still a, still a, a baseball thing. I've yet to check off my bucket list, but you know, watched them all as we talked about. You know, it's interesting the things. I still love the All Star game, and I still think the baseball All Star game is among one of the better celebrations of professional sport that we have in this country, despite all of my other issues with it. We all have issues with it and how they're chosen and and, and whatever. Uh, but it is funny to look back on some of the things that, you know, I used to care so much about, like you were saying, when, when we were younger, we didn't get to watch these players all the time. And so one of the things that was most important to me, I, I remember this so vividly as a kid was needing to see the announcement of the starting lineups, needing to hear each name called out and see the people step forward and and hear what kind of reaction they got from the crowd. And if they played for a rival team, they're going to get booed. And if they happen to play for their city, then the fans get to come 
unglued in that moment for their guy. Now I could care less about that part of it because I get because literally anytime I want to see Fred Freeman hit, I've got it on the network. I've you know <laughs> there, there's a million different ways. Like you mentioned on Twitter, I can go catch highlights that they're coming at me all the time. If, if Freddie Freeman does something amazing on a baseball field, I will know about it within five to ten minutes of it having happened. There, there's no way for me to miss it sitting in a press box where everyone's paying attention to all the baseball stuff all the time. So as a kid, just that moment when they call Cal Ripken Jr.'s name and he steps forward out onto the Coors Field grass and waves to the crowd, and he's not from here, but we know who he is and we know he's at the end of this phenomenal career, so we cheer our heads off. Moments like that, um, you know, I, I just, it, it's great. It's great for our game. I, I do love it. I'm, I'm going to miss it as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, a fantastic time. Like you said, it's a, it's a celebration uh, of the game and, you know, there, there, there's, there's so much I could go on about. They, they have this wonderful fan fest too, that goes on for the entire week. And you can see some of the all time greats, you know, d- depending on, you know, what city that you're from. And I, and I think, you know, I, baseball could probably do a lot more than just the home run derby. They have a celebrity softball game, um, you know, the, the day before, during the mm. day. They started doing the Futures game, which was which was a big deal. Um, mm. So you now, you know, again, when, when it comes time for Coors Field to host, maybe 2025, let's say, um, you know, you can go to the ballpark that Sunday before the All-Star game, and you can see, you know, 50 or so of the top prospects around the game. And you get to watch those guys, you know, apply their trade you know before they make it big on the scene and you can say hey I saw them you know way back that when and and you you get to the ballpark watch them take batting practice and it's it's just such a a fantastic time you know to to do all that and and to watch those players and I I I could go I could go on and on I I feel like I haven't even we haven't even scratched the surface on on why I love the all-star game oh here's what I wanted to say here's what I wanted to remember Drew I don't know do, do you remember a time in which you couldn't vote online? I feel like I do. I I mean, I remember, because I remember going to the ballpark. I, I guess I don't remember specifically not being able to vote online so much as I remember going in and punching out the little yes. paper sheets when you would go the to the ballpark. And that being the only way that I was familiar with having to do it. and that And it seemed such a, a precious thing because we only got to go to the ballpark a handful of times a year. So it was like, you know, I really felt like my vote counted and, you know, and it probably did more because you couldn't, you couldn't, you know, vote 15 times like you can now on MLB, you know, and you didn't, you didn't have all the statistics right there in front of you. That's a nice convenient thing. Like you said, you know, Freddie Freeman does something, you're going to see it right away or, Hey, uh, you know, I'm just checking in now. It's it's the middle of May. They just uh, opened up voting. Let me see who's got really good numbers. It's all right there for you where, before that point, you go to the ballpark, and you're right. You'd have this small little ballot, and I used to collect a couple of them every year. I've got them somewhere because, to me, that was like that was valuable. Like that was something to have. And you would go and look, and you'd talk. Ooh, I don't know who should be starting at first base. Well, you know, Frank Thomas, obviously, he's the guy. But Fred McGriff, I mean, he had a great first two months. But but Frank Thomas, he's the young star. Who do you vote for? And and going back and forth. And there was also this kind of fantasy baseball element to it as well before again you could do fantasy baseball online 
So right, you'd say, okay, right. here's the here's who got voted in. Now, who do you take from the Marlins? They're not very good this year. Who's that one guy? And you know, who do you take from this club over here? And because if you take this guy, you can't take that guy because you can only have, you know, so many shortstops on, on right, each right. side. So is this mixing and matching? And it was all a part of that thing that you and I love, Drew, and it's what we're doing right now, talking about the game. Right. And it, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter like this where it's being recorded and people are listening to it and they care about it. It was just us talking with our dads, talking with our friends about – no, this is the guy. You gotta vote this way. You gotta do that. And right, right. that one vote might have been one out of a million ballots. Now, there's hundreds of millions of ballots that right. go out, uh, and that vote for players. So it was, it was a simpler time, wasn't it? <laughs> it, it was. We're we're getting to that age, I suppose, where we say things like that. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it is amazing to see the amount of things that have changed about the game. Um, yeah, remembering to bring the toothpicks while the innocent to, so you could punch them out. Yeah, I remember doing I stuff like that. I used my little stubby pencil when I would keep score yep. that, that you'd get. Like you get this right. little golf pencil, and that's how you would kind of poke them out. And then rarely, once in a while, there'd be a guy who was left off the ballot altogether. And you go, do I got to write in this guy? Do I need yeah. to write him in? Right. It's, it, that's, I miss I that. may I miss that. or may not. I've written in Juan Pierre on a handful of occasions. <laughs> Did he deserve to be an all-star? No. He deserved to be on the damn ballot, though. Yeah. All right. It's, it was only 25 years ago. I'm over it. I'm over it. I love your passion for Juan Pierre. We we definitely need to see it more. I, I'm just waiting for you to get a P, Juan Pierre jersey. I, or are you, are you holding out for a listener to, to, to get it? Ama- yeah, right. Like I need, I need some Juan Pierre merch. That's for sure. We got to get Juan Pierre on the show. That would be that's the real coup. We gotta we gotta get him on here. <clears throat> so yeah, normally, I would crack open a beer at this point and we'd start talking about the on-field baseball. Of course, you know my beer of choice is Breckenridge Brew because well, it's damn good beer. It's the best beer. They've got beer in a variety for anyone who enjoys beer whatsoever i've been on that mile high city copper lager kick it's just a real smooth slammable drinking lager summer beer for sipping and watching stuff and being outside safely and you know doing doing all of those kinds of things if you like a little more kick you, you take your beer a little more seriously well check out that hot peak ipa or the Come down to the DNVR bar and get the mango mosaic on tap. I'll tell mm. you what, you will not be disappointed. Not a big fruit beer guy, but if you can't hit up any of those places or get it from Davidson's or curbside pickup, or you just want some delicious food to go along with it, you know to head down to the farmhouse because there you can use the code DNVR. You get five bucks off both the food and the beer. Remember to tell them that Drew and Patrick from DNVR sent you. All right, let's get into the news of the day, Patrick. This will be the one little bit here where we're not talking all-star game, but there are a few things. We never want you to be behind you listeners to the show regularly, so why don't you run us through some of the things we need to know today? Well, on the field, we've got Yasiel Puig signing with Atlanta. There is Puig. (laughs) There is Puig. There is Puig. 
Yeah, you know, Nick Markakis, of course, uh, opted to, or he selected to not play 2020. Mm -hmm. So Atlanta said, okay, well, we'll just replace uh, one star with with another. Uh, And they already have, they had signed a a one-year deal with Marcelo Zuna. They already got Ender Inciarte and Ronald Acuna in their outfield. So they're they're rather loaded, I would say, right now in the outfield. So one of those guys will just move over to DH, and uh, I think he'll end up being a good fit for Atlanta. And that could be the final piece that that tips the scale and and wins the NL East uh, for Atlanta. We also have... Yeah, uh, probably not, but... (laughs) <laughs> no, you, you don't. You don't think Atlanta's I mean, it, uh, gonna do in the East? I, no, I, I actually I think Atlanta's good. I'm not sure, Puig but not because of Puig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair no, I'm with I'm with you though. Like that's that's a stack team. Fair point. <laughs> Sticking with the AL uh, NL East, Jacob Degrom, he left uh, the inter squad game yesterday for the Mets with a little bit of back tightness. Had an MRI, uh, looked okay. So we're gonna see what happens uh, to Jacob Degrom. If you're listening to yesterday's podcast. I was one of the guys that Drew said, hey, if you could have anybody in MLB to improve this Rockies club, Jacob DeGrom or Max Scherzer, one of those two guys is definitely going to do it. Uh, You also have Anthony Rizzo. Uh, He's been a little bit banged up and has missed some time. If you haven't been following along on social media, uh, you may not know about the legend of Chico. Chico uh, Gonzalez, he's he's a uh, L.A. Dodgers clubhouse attendant who is apparently fifth on their outfield depth chart he's a clubhouse attendant we've seen that at Coors Field where you know if they're just doing an inter-squad game and some guys have gone home early and they just hey we just need someone to jump on first base or play left field or sometimes there's no one in the outfield well this guy he played a little uh, junior college ball I think and he's made some great plays he's, he's helped turn a couple double plays and the everyone's petitioning we're rooting for this guy I know he's a Dodger but he's a he's a baseball fan he's a baseball guy and we should all petition for him to get an at-bat. It might only 100%. be an inter-squad game, but I think he deserves an at-bat, don't you? 100%. I am so, so in favor of these. And not to throw the Rockies guy under the bus, but, you know, we have seen a, we have seen this in action. And uh, what was it? Oh, is Daniel Murphy was on first base. Daniel yeah. Murphy's one of the people you can hear the most. He sure does enjoy yelling things out in the middle of plays while they're happening. And uh, while he was over there at first, the pitcher tried to pick him off. And the poor Chicha. guy who's, yeah, uh, the poor guy whose job it is was just to kind of stand in at first base, couldn't handle it, and skipped away from him. And Murphy yelled out, why would you do that? <laughs> but no, let's let's get this Dodger guy in, A.B. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we talked about it last week. We touched on it. It's a little more official now. 11 umpires are sitting out of the 2020 season and might not sound like a lot as uh, there are, I believe, now 14 players or there's 13. Joe Smith is, of the Astros is thinking about it. It seems like he's definitely leaning towards that. Uh, so you could have 14 players versus 11 umpires. The only thing is there's a lot fewer umpires yeah. than Major League Ball players. So that can that's anywhere around 12% of umpires that are deciding to sit out. So I think the remaining umpires have been bought out of their vacation time. I think you could see a a lot of the umpires driving um, to the different locations, which means you could have regional umpires. So for better or worse, you may be seeing, and the Rockies may be seeing the same group of umpires cycling through Coors Field and on the road throughout this 60-game season, and it could make for some unfortunate situations, to say the least. 
It could. I actually do think in general, uh, and this is probably born out of conversations that I had, you know, with our friend Mark there who did the the Ump Score app that everyone knows about. We, you know, we had a lot of long conversations here about umpires and, and he brought forward the, this data about, you know, a lot of these minor league umpires being really fantastic and needing to sort of come up. So whoever fills those spots, but also in general, that like familiarity uh, it, it generally tends to be good with, for consistency. That one of the things it's just like for hitters. Right. And a lot of times I don't think like the whole job of a pitcher is to fool the people who are at the plate with what he's doing. And so if he's fooled the batter with velocity and location, there's a decent chance he has also fooled the umpire. Um, and if you're a hitter and you've never seen a guy pitching before, you can, you're can you more likely to be deceived by where the ball will end up. Same thing with an umpire. If you're, you're having a hard time picking up the ball out of this guy's hand, and that stuff does happen. So I could see it going decently for consistency. Yeah, and and there's another thing I, I haven't looked too much into, but I have heard that from a few sources that Oakley is actually uh, the the sunglass manufacturer is they're working on some type of uh, special face mask for the umpires to use that's kind of built in that again is going to protect you know everybody cool. involved as that is the the largest cluster of of people in one space. You got the right, batter, yeah. you got the catcher, and you got the umpire. So again, we'll we'll keep you posted on that. 2020 draft. We're almost done with all that business. Only 10 players have yet to sign. Uh, that includes four from the Marlins, uh, as well as, and one from the Giants still uh, have yet to be signed. So just There's 10 not left. a rush of people to join the Marlins and the Giants right now? Surprisingly not. Um, but <laughs> those that have signed, they've, they're slowly being added to 60-man rosters. We said last week Austin Martin was added, so he's practicing. Uh, where the Blue Jays uh, have been doing their workouts. And, well, now you can add Nick Gonzalez to Pittsburgh's roster. They're working out at PNC uh, Field. And uh, Garrett Crochet, a guy that we talked a lot about during this draft as a guy that could have been available for the Rockies uh, at nine. Should they go with him? Should they take a more veteran presence like a Reed Detmers? Well, he is in camp with the White Sox and – he was a guy that, but for all intents and purposes, was someone that was earmarked as someone who could contribute right away, at least in the bullpen. He yeah. doesn't have the, the same command, I think, as a Detmers. Right. But, again, if you, if you need a, uh, a couple big outs against a left-handed batter, you know, Crochet could be that guy. And the White Sox might be one of those rebound teams that they're young, they made a couple moves in the offseason with Dallas Keuchel, Yasmani Grandal, Lucas Giolito is another year older, Yohan Moncada, Luis Robert is a fantastic you know, young prospect from Cuba, and the lookout for the White Sox to really do some interesting things in the AL Central, and Garrett Crochet could be one of those guys contributing. Yeah, that would be really interesting. And uh, the Mets, back to the Mets, uh, they've had <laughs> a couple bitters. Thing. They're still a thing. Um, they might be a Rod's thing because J Lo and and Alex Rodriguez are. Say they might be J Lo's thing. <laughs> yeah, they're they're working on on making a purchase there, uh, two million dollar bid. There's a there's a couple different groups out there that are trying to work something out. You know, it would be interesting if you had uh, all in the NL East, Alex Rodriguez owning the Mets, oh, Derek oh, Jeter oh, owning I the mean, Marlins. Oh no, you have. 
a uh, guy like Bryce Harper still in the division in Philadelphia. <laughs> Bryce, I was going to say Bryce Harper owns the Phillies. <laughs> Yasiel Puig is is there in Atlanta. So that is a uh, very interesting division. And maybe this is a topic for another day. But A-Rod, of course, played in New York and, purchased, and, and potentially could purchase another team in that town. Well, what better matchup could we have here in Denver than Larry Walker possibly purchasing a part in, of <laughs> – and being a part of an ownership group of the Colorado Avalanche. We know he's got that hockey pedigree. That would be an interesting fit. I don't know if there would be a better one. You know, what what Colorado you know, I thought, could buy I, another team? Yeah, I, I thought maybe you were going to say of the Rockies, and I was like, that'd be great. It's never going to happen. Too obvious, said, too obvious. But then you said Avalanche. I'm like, oh, shoot, that could actually, that could yes. legitimately happen. <laughs> That's actually for real. So that'd be can't, cool. Can't you can't buy the team that you played for, right? That's I'm sure everyone's right. you know dream or their goal. So if you had to pick, who I mean, who else could it possibly be? We'll have to put a pin in that one and think about that. That could be a, a, an interesting debate. And finally, uh, Peyton Manning could buy the Rockies, and no one would put up a fight. <laughs> Though I don't could, know why he'd want to. <laughs> you could have you could have a Peyton Todd Helton that University of Tennessee connection put in a bid to at least partnership. Some of the there you go. There you go. All right, Drew. There you you got yours. I like that. I'll will co-sign that. Right. Uh, and then finally, and uh, if you're not following uh, Drew or DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter, make sure you do that because maybe just maybe tonight, Wednesday night, you will hear artificial crowd noise. It's something that a lot of teams have been trying and and playing around with. Probably the most notable and funniest one is the Milwaukee Brewers in their, I think they're calling it the Blue and Gold World Series. The two teams they have, they've been piping in some MLB The Show uh, sound effects. And sure enough, when Christian Yelich went up to the plate, he heard some boos. Uh, and he said, oh, geez, am I in Wrigley right now? So <laughs> that could be something. It, I know it's very strange because we all know that there's no fans there. But uh, it's still a little bit stranger, you know, hearing foul balls, you know, Go back, and then two seconds later, you're he- hearing that thing rattling around. That's that could be even the strangest thing of them all. Yeah, it, it's been weird. You know, we've been down there for these games, and there's a there's a there's a charming element to it that becomes eerie very quickly. You know, it's like it's it's amazing when Trevor or Nolan hits a ball and the crack of the bat echoes like five times, and and the ball's almost as loud when it hits in the stands is when it left the bat. Uh, but there are other moments where it just like, like they had the, um, the announcer uh, last night, the recordings, and we're pretty sure that it was Walker Monford, which is great. Uh, and, and so, but clearly someone was just hitting a button whenever someone would come up and say, now batting number 15, Rymel, Tapia, Apia, 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 Apia. That was pretty cool. <laughs> but like, um, no, I, I, I think, I think it's good that they're going to experiment with some things. I, again, I think this season's a good time to experiment with all kinds of stuff. So it, it really, it does beg the question. If the baseball game is played and there's no fans there to see it, did it actually happen? And depending <laughs> on who wins the 2020 world series, we'll get that answer. If it really happened. Right. Right. Um, yeah, and on this day in history, since we'll stick to the all-star theme, uh, 1986, Roger Clemens there, right there in his home state of Texas, um, started the game in the Astrodome, pitched three perfect innings, three innings in an all-star game, if you can right. believe that. Man. That We'll never see that again. 
No. Uh, and Fernando Valenzuela, kind of at the height of Fernando Mania. Uh, Fernando Mania. Uh, I find this I found this to be interesting. Uh, he threw two innings, struck out the first five batters he faced, which is pretty impressive, uh, and also struck out uh, a Milwaukee Brewers pitcher by the name of Teddy Higuera. Uh, I remember him from from baseball cards. I don't know that I ever saw him play. But the interesting thing was at the time, Milwaukee was in the American League. Uh, Houston was actually right. in the National League. Right. So this was actually Teddy Higuera's only major league at bat. It was in the All-Star game. That's wow. it. That's, That's awesome. It. That's amazing. So, yeah, anyone else reading that, they might be like, wait yeah. a minute, it was in Houston, so they would have had the DH, so why was the pitcher hitting? No, at that time, Houston was NL, so they played by NL. those rules. That's uh, funny. I found that to be interesting. 2008, uh, the American League uh, defeated the National League 4-3 in 15 innings. That was at yeah. Yankee Stadium. That was that was the final year uh, of, of the original Yankee Stadium before right. they moved all the ghosts across the street. Uh, Aaron Cook actually threw three shutout innings in that game. We'll we'll get to some of the the all time Rockies greats and how they perform. That probably goes up there uh, among the best. And in uh, 2014, again the American League uh, won again, and it was uh, Derek Jeter's final Midsummer Classic. Uh, he led off with a double and eventually scored on a triple by Mike Trout. So talk about you know passing the torch. Trout ended up winning the MVP award. It was his first of two MVP awards. No one has yet to win three, but uh, I don't. And I don't know if this would be ever be a DraftKings bet. But you say, hey, I'm gonna. I like the odds on Trout winning another All Star Game MVP and becoming the only player to do it three times. Yeah, how long can you let that bet sit on the table, right, for like the whole rest of his career? Because he's what, is he 28, 29? So yeah, I mean he's got oh, yeah. another. Yeah. He could easily as a, as another six goes at this thing to win a, an All Star Game MVP, and I would, I would take the over ten, yeah, easily yeah. ten, and potentially fifteen. Yeah, there you go. That's a lot of opportunities. So, uh, well, <laughs> they don't have that bet specifically. They do have a lot of fun bets that if you know your baseball, then you're gonna want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you're gonna want to use that promo code DNVR. Uh, because you can get a sign-up bonus of up to a thousand smackaroos. Now they got all kinds of cool stuff on there. Basically, all their baseball stuff is up. We've been giving you advice on what to do. You can check out the DNVR Bets program pretty much every day at five o'clock. They're giving you advice on which way to go with these things. We're gonna be hopefully having a real big show with them here pretty soon to run through all kinds of specific lines, whether it's you know, you, you think a particular player is going to have a great year, especially if it's a player that you don't think other people know about, that, that you, you think is going to take the world by storm. You want to put your money where your mouth is, That's for, or a team. If you think the Rockies are going to surprise people, they're underdogs, they're a solid bet to go out there and make individual players, whoever you think it may be. And again, you got to use that promo code, because they, I mean, they get you hooked up with all kinds of cool sign-up bonuses, uh, with with bonuses throughout if you're placing bets and uh, you know you just happen to be using it a lot. Well, they'll hook you up with some free bet money to throw down on another long shot odds. It's really really cool system. So use that promo code DNVR because you can get that sign-up bonus of up to a thousand bucks. You must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of first deposit bonus and a first bet match each up to 500 bucks. 
Deposit bonus requires 25 by playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Patrick, as we continue down our line of all-star game remembrance and and celebration here, uh, there's not a ton in Rockies history, but there is some that the Rockies have had their all-stars over the years. They've had their uh, great players over the years. There are some standout uh, memorable performances. Uh, sadly, the one that stands out most to me is uh, Todd Helton hitting a home run. That would have been, oh, let me double check. Yeah, it was in 2003. And if I'm remembering this correctly, and I'm 87% sure that I am, uh, that is the game that Dan Ugla committed three errors for the National League to ultimately end up losing. And Todd Helton's home run coulda, shoulda, woulda been the game winner for the NL. And I think that the NL, that was still also when the NL was in the middle of, a, of just an absolutely horrible stretch yes. of never beating the American League. So there was this moment where it was like the guy to break, our, he, Todd Helton's going down in history. This is fresh off of two years ago. He should have been MVP in 2000. He came in fifth. Well, now he's in the all-star game with all the other people you think, and he should have been the decisive player. And then, verb. Yeah, and and that was a that was a lead flipper, too. His home run off of, remember this name, Shigatosi Hasegawa. Yes. I do uh, remember Shigatosi Hasegawa. Hit, hit a two-run home run that scored Gary Sheffield ahead of him who walked. So it was one nothing at that point, flipped the lead, 2-1. Uh, I think he also got an RBI later in that game, possibly. I know he has three uh, all-time as, as uh, the most in, in Rockies history in the All-Star game. So that's that's a very fair point that if, if the American League you know, bullpen had done a much better job, because again, at that point there in the in the fifth, it was or in the sixth, it was 2-1 uh, and the score ended up finishing at 7-6. So man, they the bullpen just, just totally blew it, in particular you know, Eric Gagne, but Dodger, thanks. I mean, but who's keeping track of these things? No, no, no. Hey, the game doesn't count. No. At least it didn't then. Yeah, right. It did for a few <laughs> years after that. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Helton is one of only four members of the Colorado Rockies right. to hit home runs in the, in first. the All-Star game. And he was the first, yeah, there in 2003. So... Uh, despite all the Blake Street Bomber stuff and those guys appearing in all-star games and being known for hitting home runs, uh, none of them were able to do it. It was it was the Todd father, more when he was a, a Todd. Um, uh, Todd <laughs> was he a Todd um, tween? Yeah, I, I think he was he more was of a Todd tween. tween. Tween father? He, did, he, he hmm. didn't have the uh, the toddlers yet. Yeah, yeah Matt, that's right. Matt, Matt, Holliday, <laughs> Matt Holliday hit the second home run in an in, in all-star game. Uh, history and that that three year stretch they had made in in 06 to 08 uh, and then of course Charlie Blackman and, and Trevor Story and and those are your four guys that have kind of had those standout performances on the offensive side you know right. I think and, and Els Burks hit a triple and those are the only extra base hits that you have in in Rockies history is uh, are the four home runs and 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 that Burks triple in in 96 yeah in Philadelphia. The one that I was at. So, yeah, I saw that. I don't remember it, but I saw that. <laughs> I did, I did, it did technically go into my eyes and 
my brain registered it for a moment. So, of course, our guy Will set me straight as you got. The Helton's home run was blown by the Eric Gagne loss. The Dan Ugla game blew a, a, a great start, probably the second best pitching performance in the history of the All-Star game from any Rocky from Aaron Cook, where he was in line uh, to get the win. The, the best was Ubaldo Jimenez being the first and probably only ever, ever, ever in the history of ever, ever Rocky who will start the All-Star game. And he, and he showed nicely of himself. Yeah, there's only been five pitchers who have ever appeared in the All-Star game that have, that have been members of the Rockies staff. There have been six selected to the team, but unfortunately, uh, Sean Chacon was hurt in 2003, mm-hmm. so um, he didn't. He never got that chance. But um, Brian Fuentes, some fans might you know forget that he went to three consecutive right. All-Star games. Again, a mm-hmm. reliever, but still, you know, no other pitcher had had even made made it twice. So that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, he only ended up getting in one game, one inning pitched, one strikeout. You know, I Mike. Hand- yeah. Two of those years, he was the Rockies' only representative. Yeah, um, you're right. Which is it also it, one speaks to the quality of the team at the time. Uh, <laughs> oh, five, no oh, five, oh five, he was the only one yeah. in uh, at Comerica Park. Oh six, it was him and Holiday, and oh seven okay. was also him and Holiday. But he was injured that year in, in 2007. Right. So yeah, he but was yeah, the, the, the heart even and soul. that. Yeah, that 07 team that ended up going to the World Series, Brian Fuentes was half of the All-Stars on it. <laughs> and, and and we talked about that, that 2008 All-Star game going along. That was really the most amount of Rockies represented at an All-Star game. Not, not players, per se, because there were only two players. It was only Aaron Cook and Matt Holliday, um, who, was, who was named the, a starter by the NL manager. Um, but because the Rockies had... Uh, won the National League, that meant their entire coaching staff was going to manage and, and head up the coaching staff of the right. National League. So that's the only time that you've had a Rockies manager, you know, a, a head of, of the NL team. You know, that was that was Clint Hurdle. You had Bob Apodaca, Alan Cockrell, Mike Iago, a bunch of other guys. Mark Stripmatter, who is still with the organization. Stritty. Uh, one of the best in the business, as we've heard Dom Nunez say. So it's kind of neat when you go back and look at the, you know, the the 27 years of, of Rockies baseball that, you know, one of the one of the key All Star games in, in in recent history, 2008. You know, the the farewell to Yankee Stadium. There was a lot of there was a lot of purple in the building that day. So that's that's pretty neat that those two things are kind of inextricably linked forever there. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool, um, and that was uh, <laughs> an unfortunate uh, that that the 2008 season that you talked about. It was too bad it couldn't have been a little bit more of a celebration, coming out party for the Rockies, who had you know sort of it felt like it arrived on the scene the year before by being in the World Series. And when you look back on it and you see that the next year they would go on to set their franchise record in wins, but they were just having such a bad year in 2008 that the it was kind of bittersweet to see all the coaches walking around and, and being at that game. Um, yeah. And do and, have and a, it, go ahead. I was going to say, it's, it's, it's funny about the, the Dan Ugla thing, how, um, you know, was, wasn't the Helton game as, as you, you, you said, but that was the game that Matt holiday hit a home run. So again, you have, uh, you know, somebody from the national league kind of 
altering history there in such a way that you know it could have really favored the Rockies to to have had it you know continue going down that path because again that was a zero zero game in the fifth inning when Matt Holiday hit a home run off of Irvin Santana and hey he had a little bit better defense out there at at second base than than Dan Ugla a former Rule Five pick. Mm-hmm. Maybe Matt Holiday is uh, the MVP there. Right. We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> you can never know about it. Um, and then there are some pretty solid recent performances. You know, you got to give a shout out to Nolan Arenado in 2017 for getting base hits in both of his at bats. Uh, where was the other one? Dante yeah. Bichette also. In uh, 96, no, 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 I'm sorry, 94, getting a base hit and his only at bat. So those are the guys who, and David Dolph, that's the other one. The guys who hit a thousand, gone, been, been perfect at the plate in, in an all-star game. Yeah, he did that. That's it. It's, it's a short list. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Arenado and Blackman, they, they've got the record for most at bats in an all-star game, which is 10, which is, that's, that's, that's a, that's a lot. Like, if you really think about it, you take a step back and you go, you know, you turn on that Midsummer Classic and you're watching for the stars. And even if, you know, um, you know, Blackman's only had the one start and, and Arenado started the last three years in a row, you go, wow, to, to be in there that many times, sure, you know, obviously you have to be there a lot, but to get two at-bats in an all-star game is, is pretty special because sometimes there's just guys that are left on the bench who don't even get a chance to play or, or they just get one at that late and that's cool and that's that's a great memory to have but to be up there 10 times and when these guys their careers aren't over yet you know that's Arenado's going to be breaking a lot of records to say the least when it comes to uh the all-star game and and he should be the first to have two home runs and we'll we'll have to wait and see him and add to his record uh starting in in 2021 next year in Atlanta you just reminded me of the one silver lining to there being no all-star game this year, Patrick. The one thing that all Rockies fans are happy that they won't have to deal with, and that is when that moment comes that you were just talking about, where you wait and start the game, you may or may not get in. You're going to get your one at bat. We've been watching all this other stuff for hours. It's the one time. Here comes the Colorado Rocky player. The announcers are going to spend their entire time talking about Derek Jeter or whatever, literally anything other than that particular event. If we're lucky, they might spend the whole time talking about Coors, which is irritating, but at least, you know, close to the subject matter at hand. But the tradition of the broadcasts taking any time when a member of the Rockies is doing something as an opportunity to focus on something else, at least we'll miss out on that this year. Well, well, we would have had, and, and we will have it next year, they, they might actually talk about Larry Walker. Hey, Rockies have a guy in the Hall of Fame. Yes, we'll sign up for that. But the thing we, we potentially would have missed out on is, again, this game would have been at Dodger Stadium. So, you know, starting at third base, you know, the, let's say Justin Turner's having a fantastic season. Nolan Arenado gets voted in as he should be. He's the incumbent, right? He's the heavyweight champ. You got to beat the champ to be the champ. Right. So the rules. starting third baseman uh, for the National League, Number 28, Nolan Arenado, and the boos get rained down on the Southern California kid because he represents the Rockies and not the Dodgers. Right. There was that potential, and right. 
you know, Dodgers fans still have maybe two more years to decide if if they want to boo one of their their own uh, natives from from Southern California. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time to play some games. We love games here at DNVR. If you love games, then one of the ones you got to get is WGT Golf. You go to dnvrgolf.com. You can download it totally for free. It's a whole lot of fun. Whether you want to get serious into it, get all the fancy top golf equipment and deck out your golfer and all kinds of cool stuff, or just whack the golf ball around for a little bit of a relaxing Sunday afternoon like I do. A lot of times you can play closest to the hole, full stroke play on all kinds of world famous golf courses. It's so much fun. There are a ton of us, uh, well, pretty much everybody on staff here at DNVR plays, so you can challenge us anytime. Come in our Discord, challenge anybody here in the DNVR community. It really is a blast. It's totally free, and you can download it at dnvrgolf.com. I want to bring on here to play. Not now. I'm actually going to have him play two games with us, and he didn't know about the the first one, but that's okay because there's no stakes involved in it. We're going to do hit for the cycle in just a minute and throw our guy, Zach, uh, some questions, some trivia questions here. But I also want to get your take here on what we're going to do first. So first of all, welcome to the show, Zach, Zach, the Rockies attack, uh, Rockies maniac. How you doing, man? How you doing? Hey, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Uh, yeah, man. It's, you know, it's one of those things where this is as close to IRL meeting as we get these days. I've always enjoyed tweeting with you and at you over the years. So uh, it's cool to put a face to the, the Twitter handle and get to talk some Rockies. Absolutely. Now, Zach is a avid baseball card collector. He and I have made a couple baseball trades, digital, digital trades. Believe it or not, that is a thing. Uh, so we, we, we've made some digital trades back in the day. Got to ask, uh, any any new additions to your collection, Rockies or otherwise? Um, well, I think like a lot of people, I've um, kind of gotten into the actual uh, cardboard collecting here recently. I know I did it as a kid and kind of got away from it. And I have a buddy who owns a card shop and he's business is just going crazy for him without real sports. I think a lot of people have gone to the, to the cardboard version. Um, so I've, yeah. I've been starting to buy a bunch of a uh, bunch of Rocky cards off of eBay and through, through his shop and through other, other, other arenas, I guess. But um, just trying to pick up a bunch of, bunch of rookies and autographs and things of that nature. Yeah, the the I drew. I don't know if you. I, I'm sure you collected cards when you were a kid, but I don't know if you know that one of the the big crazes I think in in baseball cards is, let's say you you know you you get a uh, a 1985 tops update Mark McGuire card, right? Team USA on it, and you're like, oh, I got this card. It's great. Well, what a lot of people do is they'll send it in to get graded. So someone will go in with like a jeweler's eye to oh, say, yeah. well, you don't just want any Mark McGuire 1985 Tops Update card. You want one that's got the crispest corners and just been, it was taken care of, it was in a vault and it's just, it's a perfect specimen. And then depending on the grade it gets, well now that's not worth what you would find in a book. Like, oh, it says here it's worth 125. No, no, no. This one is in primo condition. You're gonna have to pay $500 for that. Even though it says it's a $100 item. So you gotta, you gotta love that. You got to like that yeah. racket, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what we get with modern technology and society. So, Zach, we're, we're going to test your baseball knowledge here in just a minute. But first, we want you to, to play a fun new game with us. It's very, very simple. We're all going to give our own answers to this. And it's a, it's a game we like to call Start 
bench cut. All right, the rules are simple. We're going to have three names here. Patrick has three names. I've got three names. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a sports version of a game I think we're all very familiar with. Uh, but you have to decide who's starting on your team, who's going to be on the bench on your team, and who's cut, DFA, who's out of here. So, Patrick, why don't you give us your list of players that we've got to decide on here? So only three players in Rockies history have made the all-star team five times. And so start bench cut. You need three names. So we got three for you. You got Nolan Arenado, Troy Tulowitzki, and Todd Helton. One of them, you're going to start this guy. One of them, you're going to keep him around, but you're going to put him on your bench. And the other guy, see you later. Now, this is this is hard because we're talking, you know, Mount Rushmore type uh, uh, names here. Minus one. I, Dinger, I guess, is the fourth. I don't know. But we got three of the four. <laughs> That's right. So, Zach, should, is it all right if we put you on the spot for this? Or, or should, do you want one of us to go and, and, and you could yeah, kind no, of feel I'd, it out? If you guys care about my opinion, I'd, I'd be happy to chime in. Let's go. Um, so I'm going to start Nolan Arenado. Uh, this may be recency bias, but it's one of the one of the most cut, clutch players of all time, and certainly the best player on the Rockies right now. Um, for sit, I'll go with Todd Helton. Um, could come through in a pinch against a righty late in the game, and uh, Troy Tulowitzki. I love him, uh, but I'm going to have to going to have to cut him. And I guess the reason there just injuries. I mean, that's I think a lot of what led to him getting traded is the unreliability. So the odds that he's going to be ready when I want to put him in there. Um, I guess that's why I'm cutting him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, I think that's very sound reasoning. I, I would, I would suspect that would be um, a consensus decision there. I, I think that that would probably, even though it's not easy, I'll tell you what, if I wanted to shake people up, if I really want to do the thing I do sometimes, <laughs> I think there's an argument to be made to start, Troy Tulowitzki, if I'm Ooh. assuming health, okay, right? Especially if I'm assuming health because the war numbers and the value of shortstop and all the things in my head that say actually the overall best value is the, the shortstop who can get, play gold glove defense, who hit over 300 several times with the pop. Nolan Arenado on the bench, well, the guy's the most clutch hitter in baseball. Who do you want coming up in a clutch spot more than Nolan Arenado? But that means that I have to make people out there very sad and cut your boy, Todd Helton. This game is brutal. <laughs> I, I don't know that I would do that, but I, I think that's almost the only, because other than what Zach said, yeah, I think is the right answer. The, the only other one I could the come right up opinion. with was, yeah, that's right. That, was, the, my that initial, is the correct opinion. that was my initial instinct was, was, to go with Zach, but I think you could make the case. All right, let's start Todd Helton, you know, because Nolan, he started three consecutive all-star games. Todd Helton did that too, 2001 to 2003. So, all right, you got a tie going on there. Helton, 17 years, his number's retired. So he's, he's done it, right? We still don't know what's going to happen with Nolan Arenado. So we're going to go ahead and start Todd Helton. Nolan, all right, he's he's done enough to to not get himself cut. He's on the bench, and again, 
sounds like we're picking on him. But Troy Tulowitzki has been cut twice now from from Toronto uh, and and from the Yankees, and he's traded. So maybe it's it's more like uh, start bench DFA, and we're gonna trade him, and then you figure out what you're gonna do after that. So it's, it's fitting for the DFA show, I think. <laughs> exactly right. All right, <clears throat> I got one more for you before we do the trivia. All right. Last year, the Rockies had four all-stars. We're going to take Nolan Arenado out of the conversation because we know he's, well, probably the greatest third baseman who's ever lived. So that leaves us with three all-stars for the Rockies from a season ago. So start, bench, or cut, Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman, David Dahl. Sure. That's, that's a good one too. I think with the, with the last argument, it's hard to go wrong with any of those three guys. And it's kind of the same thing with this one. Um, taking Arenado out of it. I'm probably going to start Trevor story. I think he's, I mean, just a few minutes ago, I said, Nolan was the best player on our team. I think story's right there with him. If, if Nolan's the best Trevor's right knocking on the door. Um, so I'm going to start Trevor, um, goes to what you spoke about with the value of shortstop as well. And his defense, um, he, he brings his a game for sure. Um, <clears throat> is it where it gets hard? Yeah, this is where it gets really hard. No, I think is. we're all I, on. Yeah. I, I could go with the same argument I did just a second ago and um, say David Dahl's inconsistent with injuries, but I'm going to I'm gonna go a different direction and go ahead and sit David Dahl uh, to come mm. off the bench and cut, or we'll go with trade. I don't want to cut Chuck. We'll, we'll, trade, we'll trade Chuck to the AL. I like this go. workaround. Very, very creative. You want to get some value, right? You just cut a guy. He's gone. But if you can yeah, kind exactly. of work we'll out a middle, deal. Get a middle reliever for him. Ooh, love it. I love how you think. Yeah, I would I would actually start Charlie Blackman rather than trade him. Now, since this is the all-star game edition of the DFA show, you know what? He is a star. I mean, look at him. His head <laughs> Is an okay. is an all star. Oh, so we're going okay. <laughs> if, if if you're looking at a guy and you go, whoa, whoa, who's that? And he plays for Colorado. Oh my God, he is Colorado personified. And you're like, yeah, is he is he a Frankenstein, you know, monster that they you know uh, they they cobbled together with with hippies in Boulder and and mountain climbers, and you got people living out on the plains, and they you know they dumped some Breck brew all over him and and sent him up to the top of Mount Elbert. He was electrocuted and came to life, and that's Charlie Blackman. That is. That was an elaborate analogy. <laughs> I can't wait for Kale to come up with a graphic for that. He's gonna he's gonna animate that whole thing for us. I think now. Um, but he's the guy. He's yeah. got that okay. star power. So he's sure. gonna start for me, on the bench. Trevor Story, no doubt about it. And yes, much like with Troy Tulowitzki, I think you got some of those injury concerns. And you know what, David Dahl, good start to his career. Has a way to go. He only has the one All Star. Uh, appearance while Story's got two and Blackman has four. That's my start bench cut. I like Drew. What say you? I, I'm going. I'm going with Zach. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm Zach crushed it. it. Yeah, He's yeah. Good. Uh, I'm going. I'm going chalk on that one because Story, you got to have in there. He, he's the biggest value. He's the best player right now among them. Uh, and I've just invested in David Dahl. David Dahl's like one of those like early internet stocks where like after that first crash where. You know, you're like, you're not sure about him, but if you've invested in David Dahl to this point, it, now's the wrong time to pull out of your, on your investment, right? Now's the wrong time to get out. I think 
we're ready to see this David Dahl thing through, and and I think it's there. Well, but it's faith. We all know that it, you know we're you're projecting with some risk there with David Dahl. And if Blackman's got four All Star appearances to Dahl's one, well, you look at age. David Dahl has about eight more seasons to just make three more All Star right. appearances, and those are pretty decent odds for him um, to at least do that and tie. All right, Zach, are you ready to hit for the cycle? Yeah, let's let's give it a shot. I'm ready. He's warmed up. He's yeah. Zach is definitely warmed up. I got I got good feelings about this one here. Swung with the donut on a little bit. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna hit for the cycle. We're gonna, of course, uh, single, double, triple, and home run is needed in order to win a sticker pack and potentially a food item that Drew is eating. You just go up, remind him you won the trivia game, and you get one grab of something (laughs) off of his plate. That's been the standard now uh, for several (laughs) weeks in a row here. So uh, question number one. And uh, And remember, you do have three lifelines. That's the other thing. You you can ask me for a clue, knowing full well I might not know the answer to the question. You can ask the audience for their opinion, knowing full well they might not know the answer to the question. Or you can make it a, a multiple choice. And Good to hang on to that one as long as you can. I've found a, a strategy-wise. All right. All right. So I made this up several days ago before we had uh, produced our last segment. So this one very well should be a gimme. Because the question is this, which one of these four players has not been selected to five all-star games? So your choices are <laughs> Troy Tulowitzki, Nolan Arenado, Todd Helton, or Brendan Rodgers. Which one of those guys has not appeared in five all-star games? Um, well, I'm going to go with Brendan Rodgers has not appeared in five all-star games yet. <laughs> Ooh, see, looks confident, but maybe he wants to use a lifeline. <laughs> and I'd be an awful host if I. Uh, that would make me an awful host. Yes. Like the old who wants to be a millionaire days when that first question was like, now two times <laughs> two is a 47. Yes. <laughs> Very just, nice. do you want to use a lifeline? One for one. All right. All right. Now we have another multiple choice question. And it is this which of these Hall of Famers has not been selected to 24 All-Star games. So these guys are all Hall of Famers. They've all been to numerous All-Star games, but only one of them has not made it to 24. Zach's got this one, too. Your options are Hank Aaron, (laughs) Stan Musial, (laughs) Willie Mays, and Larry Walker. So three of those guys have been to 24 All-Star games? Or more, yes. Oh, my gosh, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not combined. Each three. Oh, so wow. we're, we're talking close to 75 All-Star games for three of those guys. One of them, he's a Hall of Famer, but has didn't not. Didn't quite get that many. He's been yeah, to Larry, four. Larry Walker didn't get to 24. That's <laughs> that's a lot. We would have remembered that, right? <laughs> I think so. I, I think we would have remembered uh, at least <clears throat> 16 of those in a Rockies <laughs> uniform. That's right. Alas, right. He, he didn't have quite that many. Not All right. Quite. Batting practice is over. Now Now comes the, the hard stuff. 
Let's do it. It's another multiple choice question. So the question is, maybe I should show you the options and say, okay, what is the question? Because <laughs> I think go. Zach could do that. <laughs> Almost like, all right, where, what do you think I'm going for? Right, right, right. right. Like, what do you think I'm going? No, the question is this. Who is the only Rockies pitcher to start the all-star game for the National League? It's actually not a multiple choice question. But we can make it. You can ask Drew for some help, or we can go to the chat room. Who is the only Rockies pitcher to start the All-Star game for the National League? Trying to think here. I was listening off and on for the for the last hour on the on the broadcast. Not sure that uh, we mentioned it. It may have been touched upon. I, I think yeah, Drew, did you mention it? I think it was briefly mentioned, yeah. I think you may have. I, I'm not sure if you said it exactly <laughs> or if you just skirted around it. Yeah, I know. I know Drew's going to know this one. Let me ask him for a clue, or yeah. a hint, or whatever it was. Well, clue slash answer. Call it a clancer. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Well, yeah. All right. So this definitely. Uh, let's see. It would have been. I mean, you got to think about right. So who starts? the all-star game. It's not based on, you know, who had a great year the year before, who's had the best career. Almost always, it's just who's had the best first half of the season. And this guy, easily, best first half of the season in Rockies history. Uh, maybe, you know, best for, among the best first half of the season in, in Major League history. He was drawing comparisons to Bob Gibson at the time. All right, that's, that's going to be Ubaldo Jimenez. Baldo Jimenez, bingo. I got a feeling that you you were thinking that, but you weren't sure, right? Were you thinking that, Zach? I, I was actually thinking Aaron Cook. I remembered you guys talking about the the three, um, okay. was it three shutout innings or yeah, yeah. And the, I the clue just, definitely got me there, so I'm glad I took that lifeline. Yeah, very good. And I had previously mentioned the fact that Roger Clemens had started the game in '86, went three innings. So you go, oh, Aaron Cook went three innings. Ergo, yep. he was the starter. Yeah. All right. All now right, this is this is for all of the marbles. Um, we've yet to brand DNVR marbles yet, so it's more <laughs> like these. This is for all the stickers, uh, and it is for a, some of the stickers. Let's actually let's be clear stickers. in case of our, our lawyers are listening. And not all of the food on Drew's plate. Just some. one one of the food. Nobody's won yet, by the way. Nope. No, we we don't have a winner. We am. We do not. Yeah, this last question's been tough so far, but you've got two lifelines. You can ask the crowd, the audience here, and you can make it a multiple choice. All right. Unless it is already, in which case you can just ask the audience. All right. This, this one this one may be among the hardest. And I, I don't know if you know this, Drew, but there might be enough clues in there. And you may remember it. You might remember it. The question is this. Of the 16 starters elected to the 1998 All-Star Game that was held in Coors Field, only one was making his debut. So all the other guys, they had been to multiple All-Star Games. This guy, he was making his debut. Name this former member of the A's, Marlins, Rockies, and Atlanta. So he only played in one. So it was his debut. Got a nice round of applause because it was after his days with the Rockies. In fact, played with the A's, the Marlins for a season, the Rockies, and he started with Atlanta. Now there's there's the right answer, and then there's another one that might seem 
like it could be correct. Oh, no. Uh, the second one is probably who I've got in mind then. <laughs> uh, let's talk this out a little bit, Zach. Is there... Yeah, it's... <clears throat> Athletics, Atlanta... I think 98, that was the year that Galarraga came back as a Brave, wasn't it? So I'm thinking that's that's, that's a possibility. Okay. I, know we got, I know we got an ovation. I don't remember if he started or not. He did get a nice ovation from the hometown crowd i'll say that yeah i would it wasn't a break yet, yet. <laughs> all right let me let me <laughs> i guess let me let me make it multiple choice if i could yeah all right so we're gonna make it a multiple choice and i mean i think up to this point you've been pretty happy with the host but i don't know that you are going to be now <laughs> is this not gonna help <laughs> because your options are andre scalaraga walt weiss marvin freeman and mike hampton Again, this, there's a player in 1998. He was of the 16 starters making his one and only appearance. He started that game, and he was a member of the A's, Marlins, Rockies, and Atlanta. So of these on the list, Zach, are there any that you feel you can definitely cross off because maybe they didn't play for one of those teams? And again, those four that we listed, A's, Marlins, Rockies, and Atlanta, those are the only four teams this guy played with. Yeah, it's not, not Mike Hampton. Very yes, correct. I, I really don't think it's Galarraga either. Between um, you, you, you evaluating my thought process, and I don't think he played for the A's either. Yeah, can you think of another team that uh, Galarraga has played for in in the past? All I remember is Rockies and Braves. Mm, okay, I don't recall who we played for before before the Rockies got in, but I'm, I'm thinking looking at this list, it's probably Walt Weiss. If you're talking about 16 starters, we're talking about the eight position players, and Marvin Freeman's obviously a, a pitcher. Great deduction. Uh, yep, he was so, a member of Atlanta. He 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 was with them before he moved to Colorado. So there is the connection. But you're correct. He would not have been able to have been selected or voted, I should say, as a starter. He would have been selected by the NL manager. And I know Weiss played for the Marlins. I don't specifically. I'm playing for the eight guy with Walt Weiss. That's my as my final answer. Of the sixteen starters elected to the nineteen ninety eight All Star <laughs> Game, only one was making his debut. The name of this former member of the A's, Marlins, Rockies, and Atlanta was Walt Weiss. All right. Very good. There yes. it is. Yeah. You're throwing uh, me off with the look, Patrick. I thought I missed it. He went to three consecutive World Series with Oakland uh, as their starting shortstop. Uh, played with the inaugural Marlins team in 93, then went over to the Rockies. So I believe he's actually the first player uh, to have played with both those expansion teams because he was with the Marlins in 93 and then no, uh, went to the Rockies the next year. And, yeah, so he got a, uh, I believe he got a decent round of applause uh, from the, the Colorado crowd there in 98. But, Zach, you were talking about Galarraga getting a nice round of applause from the hometown crowd. That was in 2000 when, as a member of Atlanta, the Atlanta crowd cheered on their their guy, the big cat. So you were you were right there on that, and uh, okay. congratulations! Yeah. As you are our first winner of hit for the cycle. You've you've hit for the cycle. You've now joined the list of of the all time greats, such as Charlie Blackman, Carlos Gonzalez, Nolan Arenado, and the great Jeffrey Hammonds. <laughs> <laughs> They've all hit a cycle for the Colorado Rockies. I'll take it. That's right. 
right. Well, that was a lot of fun, Zach, man. Is there anything else you just want to tell us? What are you looking forward to most this season before we, we wrap it up here, man? I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm looking forward to a season. Um, it's, it's been a long time without one. I'm really hoping nothing goes wrong in this last week and a half. And just looking forward to having, having my summer nights back, turning on some, uh, some Rockies baseball and someone else, if they're not playing, uh, is watching the game we all love. Love that. Do the Rockies make the playoffs this year, Zach? Um, <laughs> I try to be an optimist. I really hope they do. Um, what I've what I've said for years, um, and it's it's easy to forget when we're we're playing poorly. Or um, yeah, it's I, I just really hope for meaningful baseball at the end of the season. So if we're fighting for a playoff spot in that last series, I'll, I'll call that a win. Hey, it's mid July, and the Rockies are tied for first in the NL West. <laughs> so I think you're going to get your right. wish, Zach. Yeah. You're going to get your wish. Right. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll catch up with Zach later on. We'll make sure he gets his sticker pack. That was a whole lot of fun. Uh, it, it, I'm, I'm with him there. Like, what are we looking forward to? Baseball? Does it be baseball? It's nice that there's, there's going to be some. And we don't really know what it's going to look like until they start doing it. Uh, you know, I don't think we'll know until a week or two into this thing. Um how it's going to feel. So I'm with yeah. you. I'm just there waiting to see it, man. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to be there live, but we're still in the same boat as everybody else. We don't really know what to expect. I think they are going to get this season played. I don't know about the playoffs, what that will look like. If you know, we, we could have a scenario and this hasn't really been discussed before, but if again, there's a second wave, maybe they are able to finish the season. They've got to shut it down, and then after a month, they decide to go somewhere inside of a of a dome, you know, a a, a place, a facility that's going to allow them to to do something interesting, so that they can have a champion for the twenty twenty season. But I think their September twenty seventh, I believe, is is the final day of the regular season, and I think we're gonna we're gonna see games played on that day. Can't don't know if I can guarantee anything after that though. That's right. That's right. Well, the one thing we can guarantee is that there's going to be more DNVR podcasting and articles and baseball conversation over these next several days as we continue our build up and anticipation of the beginning of the 2020 MLB season. Very, very excited. We've got a lot of in-depth analysis coming your way. You don't want to miss any of it. So in order to make sure you don't, make sure you're following everybody on the social media at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at DNVR underscore Rockies. Like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure that you go on there, find all of that stuff so that you can join us for these live chats. The YouTube channel channel continues to grow. Uh, also, you can find us, of course, on Periscope, Facebook, all of those kinds of good stuff. Head down to the DNVR bar or swing by the merch store to get yourself a mask, a hat, cool shirt, all kinds of fun stuff like that. And just be on the lookout for all of this coverage coming your way as we inch closer and closer to actual baseball. Thank you all for tuning in for today. Continue to be absolutely awesome out there. We will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.